0: Stop, smooth! Is it small business? It's so little. (sighs) Yeah, I have Uh, a. Okay.
1: This is from our Emily Post etiquette book. The chapter Representing America Abroad. Oh! (laughs) Subchapter No Comparison. No comparison is what it's called? Don't compare everything you see with the United States. We may have taller buildings, bigger automobiles, newer supermarkets, and less poverty, but no one who wishes to, quote, suffer by comparison, and it is the surest way of alienating your foreign acquaintances. Every country in the world has something to offer that we do not, so remember that the natives there do not necessarily envy us, our material wealth. They may prefer their simpler, less complicated <laughs> existence.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> <clears throat> Those were the days. You wouldn't even have a chapter like that in there anymore, would you? I mean,
1: (laughs) it's weird to see the uh, the sort of stereotypical, like, shitty American attitude put formally in a book about etiquette. (laughs) Like,
0: yeah. Oh, I'm petting the cat's neck. He's getting scratches. Hey, you're listening to Cool and Unusual Punishment. We have a, a new beer that I... We're we're a weekly podcast, more or less. We talk about true crime and weird history, mm-hmm. and we're engaged. Yep. And I bought this beer because it looks wholesome. It's called Point. It's Point Beer, Milkshake Malt Porter, and I've been wanting to try it for about twenty minutes, but I didn't want to do it until we were recording, so I could get give an honest reaction to it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. That is a heavy beer. That is creamy. I taste, I'm tasting everything in in there. Mm -hmm. It says it has chocolate, wheat, malt, cocoa, topaz. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's why it's blinging. Okay, so that's very good. That's not the kind of beer that you'd get drunk on, I'd say. Right. I. That's what the whiskey's for. Oh, you've got two different kinds of beer.
1: Yeah, I've got a good, I've got a whole smorgasbord over here. Uh, Yeah, I say when we're looking for a beer to get drunk, I, I think we should pick from the row of beers we saw when we were shopping of the, I think I called them copyright infringement uh, adjacent.
0: Oh, the Brewing beers. Project beers.
1: Um, There was one that was as close to a high C label as you can get except the words were different. Mm-hmm. Uh and then there were several Banksy uh d- uh decorated the uh the protester throwing the flowers or whatever but the flower was replaced with whatever flavor <laughs> fruit of the drink. Yeah. I don't uh, know if those are drunk beers either though.
0: You know. So when I was looking up stories this week I found one that was not weird enough or complete enough to be a story like that I would do for a full story. Right. But I wanted to share this with you because it's also timely since it's a Christmas, it's a Christmas story. All right. So this is from, we're going to go back to the eighties. 18 year old college student, Joe McCarthy returned from college in June, 1987 to his Wausau, Wisconsin home when he was killed in a car accident. His parents wondered if they would ever learn if he was okay. Like, I think, post-death? Okay. Three days after the funeral, Joe's father was in the garage when he found the angel that topped the Christmas tree, which was odd since the tree was in the attic and it was June. While Joe's mother was vacuuming, she found another Christmas ornament on the floor. They found that Joseph was written on the ornament and they felt that it was a sign that he was okay. Okay. This was featured on Unsolved Mysteries.
1: <laughs>
0: That's the whole thing. <laughs> like something- I don't know.
1: I got to. This is chipping away at the credibility of Unsolved Mysteries, right? I was going right? to say, I didn't think anything could. I think that story is better than. The other one, this one seems to have a theme to it at least. Like Oh, the one with the, the Yeah, they bought a bunk bed bunk and bed? suddenly the garage is on fire and like it seems like a lot of disparate uh events yeah. all being tied together by <laughs> by the host of unsolved mysteries. Yeah, but at least uh, that
0: had like a, a timeline and stuff happening. This is like their son was killed. They wondered if he was okay and they found some Christmas
1: ornaments. I I would think that means that's suggestive that he's a ghost and therefore probably not okay. Or at least yeah, not. Well, he hasn't passed on yet. Do you
0: believe in ghosts?
1: Uh, I don't actively disbelieve in ghosts.
0: Is this like how you feel about God?
1: Yeah. I think uh, the signs of God that, you know, the things people claim as signs from God are as insincere as what you find in ghost shows. Um I don't think, uh, yeah, if, I, I can believe that if there's a spirit, it can be trapped here, but I don't think it's slime and cupboards. And, and uh you know, I got to talk to somebody, but they have to buy this one board game. If only they would do that, then I could talk to them. You know, I could really speak through the medium of a All Hasbro. Oh, the Ouija board? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, but like you would believe the Christmas ornaments but not slamming cupboards.
1: Um well, I was going to say if those things happened, I would be yeah. I would sooner say he's a ghost than uh like yeah, he died and we we're really wondering like which, you know, which direction he went and that could just as easily be him giving a cry for help from hell. I mean, I mean my
0: parents in the first house I ever lived in said that it was haunted until they remodeled it, you know, uh, like haunted, like slamming cupboards and stuff.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we want to get in too personal on that, but your parents' house has a pretty tragic oh, story Oh, that's it. not the first house. Oh, this is a different haunted house they moved into. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was a house that like one of my dad's relatives had died in of cancer and her name was Barbara, and then they they moved in there. I believe that's how it went. Um, but anyway, like, they had these archways and doorways, and, like, according to my dad, there was something verbalized that he needed to change those archways and get rid of them, and after he did that, it stopped. I don't know. I've never had an experience like that that happened to my to myself. I always wish I would.
1: It really does, uh in one way it 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 on one hand it seems less believable to think that ghosts are uh these these souls that are that are here tethered to the earth are like Can you do something about that archway? Like it's been oh boy. It's yeah. been the death of me if you know what I'm saying, you know, like and <laughs> they're always yeah, like you gotta shoo them out with, like, some positive energy. and It always feels so, like, petty. But then it... On the other hand, I can believe that if the human soul can be trapped in this world, like, why wouldn't it be just as shitty as, like... Yeah. What do you think of... What do you... Reduce a person down to its soul. What do you think it's gonna do except complain about shit? <laughs> right. I used to sleep in that bed. Hey. <laughs> hey. I hope there's no shortage of uh, very real alive dudes breaking into houses and standing at the foot of beds. So (laughs) I would certainly believe a ghost would do it too. And
0: you know what I was going to just say (laughs) when you said the thing about the bed, I was like, what? And then I recalled, uh, once in my life, having a relationship with somebody and like going into the basement at some point and like being like, what is this? Oh, it's a hospital bed. Oh, it's a hospital bed their wife died in. Like, uh, doesn't that feel like a big nope?
1: You allowed to request that?
0: Or? It was, she died in that house. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. like, you know, you can get hospital beds for home. <clears throat> And when I asked about it, the rationale was such a boomer response. It was like, that's still a really good bed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Because I was wondering, like, you know, if there's somebody who died, you know, if you're going to say, I I used to sleep in that bed, you know, it's like I... Uh,
1: Yes, that guy is going to, when he gets sick one day the doctors are like we're gonna send you home but you're gonna need like here's some things you're gonna to need to get and like i knew it i knew it
0: did i had a hospital bed
1: once did i tell you once got to tour the um kind of basement of uh a funeral home where a friend of mine's in high school his father ran a funeral home Oh,
0: like <laughs> well, you haven't and- told me this but i i know
1: and so we went this and-
0: is a very upstanding young man
1: uh the um i will say the mortician the the his father was a very upstanding man uh was he a nice man very well liked in the community uh like he performed the he he prepared like his own wife when she died uh and despite all that like he is he does he runs the funeral home with great sensitivity and tact his wife also like a biker and he's very friendly he was a very generous guy yeah he was great in, in every way and but we got to go down in the basement of, of the funeral home and uh, <laughs> a few of my memories were one the embalming room we walked in and he flipped the light on and the first thing I saw was an enormous red stain all over the floor it was in, like fluid like some chemical they used that had stained the floor but like ooh that uh, fucking oh, freak yo and <laughs> he the light on but then also Was the he like Boys Do You want a Tour? No, this was the son.
0: <laughs> oh, was did like, do his you dad see some freaky shit? <laughs> did his dad know he was doing
1: it? Uh I I don't know. I don't think there wasn't anything really like I don't yeah. think we weren't allowed, but uh but his basement like you go far enough back and it gave way to like an older basement that was just carved into the earth and like some stone and it really got kind of creepy back there. And we went all the way back and there was a tiny little door that clearly was like hundreds of years old because it was made for people who were like a foot yeah, shorter you know yeah my parents have a door like that and we, we open the door up and it's a little stone room and there's just like an old fucking hospital gurney in there <laughs> i don't fucking know it was weird real scary huh um well actually could i do my story first because this is actually pretty close to what
0: oh, yeah God, i was oh. going and i was going to suggest
1: actually in case you mess it up again I, uh, I am going to have to pee here pretty soon and I'm not hitting, I'm not turning it off until we're done. So you can, you can just do some musings.
0: Oh, do you want to go to the bathroom right now?
1: Uh, yeah, I will. Okay.
0: I'll, uh, while you're gone, I'm going to tell a story I told to you. Okay. Um, so I work with this guy, Kevin, when I talked about going to the Rotary Club, um, one of my actual kind of, um, bosses at my job. Um, is this guy. And the other day he comes up to me and he's like, Oh my God, you have to remind me to have me tell you about my murder neighbor. And I was like, I will absolutely remind you of that. And so Kevin grabbed me in the afternoon. And he said that like last week he was sitting on Facebook thinking about somebody he had gone to school with and Kevin's like in his early fifties. And he was like, Oh, what happened to this guy? And he Googled his name and or maybe put it into Facebook and up came this article that this guy had committed murder. And he was like, oh, that can't possibly be my my old neighbor because he had lived next to this guy for like 15 years and had gone to his lake house and stuff together. And sure enough, this guy who used to live next door to him, um, who always had everything in life and was an old was an only child and became an addict and uh, he murdered his dad with an axe or with a hammer and almost murdered his mom with a hammer. And now he's in prison for the rest of his life. And uh, Kevin and I were talking about how that'd be a good uh, episode of Investigation Discovery. And here you are. Here I am. Jeff agrees this is a good beer. Oh, good. This I wish nice it was a beer. little more milkshakey, But this is a lot different than like that Liney's. Snowdrift porter or whatever this is a real porter
1: yeah, I think uh Lainey's is sifting no everything one hundred and fifty vats there I think I think they're that's like some food coloring to one beer and that's them.
0: like a Chinese restaurant where they have like the brown sauce <laughs> and the red sauce and the and they're just like, okay, so we're gonna we have like these bases, like three different bases, you know. Honey vice and berry vi you know, the shandies. It's all lemonade and they just dump something else in.
1: What's your story? Whoa. Um, so it's not it's story, it's thick. It's a big book. But it's not a story as as such. Um Oh. I, it's a crossword puzzle. It's a um I did a little deep dive into exorcism um from a show we were watching last night. Oh my god. Uh got me thinking about uh the role of an exorcist and Uh, And what what the qualifications may be and and how you like to seek out an exorcist and what, you know.
0: Like an exorcist is the thing. Isn't the, what's the, is the poltergeist the, the exorcist is the person that makes it go away?
1: Correct. The exorcist is the priest.
0: See, I've always, that that makes sense sense. it's an exorcism. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I always kind of thought the exorcist, you know, was like the thing causing problems but
1: okay yeah um so i have uh some several uh, sources uh that i looked into here because there's not what i found is there's not one official kind of central (laughs) exorcism group uh i I think the vatican officially maybe lays some claim to you know ousting demons but other than them there are (laughs) non-Vatican affiliated Catholic sects that do their own. Um, and the first part I want to talk about is, uh, came from, a, a, an old episode of Wisconsin Bound when I first looked into this. And the website I used, I referenced in that episode was exorcismtraining.net. Um, which is a website which is not up anymore. I had to, I had to find an internet archive of it because in the year since I looked at it last, the website is now down. Mm-hmm. ExorcismTraining.net. The teacher is Mahavajra, a Buddhist spiritual master, well-experienced in Oriental and Occidental occultism. That's probably why it's not up anymore. Words like Oriental. He practiced multiple exorcisms with success, helping people from very different religious backgrounds. So this was a website that kind of gives you a rundown on exorcism, uh, what it is, what you can be possessed by. And then it, it offered some kits. Like an exorcism, to, if you want to learn, if you want to learn these skills. Oh, I you know, would, but you can't do it anymore. Uh, well, uh, we'll get into that. Do you uh, have one? Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, uh, first, I want to talk about this because <sighs> oh, this was the main on the main splash page, and this is, I think, is important. Before we talk about exorcism, we want to understand the different levels of possession. Um, at your lowest level, you have uh, a taint. <laughs> okay you're gonna need to take this seriously jody please at this level uh, subject is only affected by an accumulation of stimulation (laughs) seeking (laughs) seeking a a stronger longer lasting orgasm Uh, subject is affected only by an accumulation (laughs) of negative energy in his mental or emotional body there's no entity implicated it is often the result of repressed emotions or a negative attitude Charging the mantras of the five elements will prove to be an efficient way to avoid accumulating taint in our energy bodies. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's your lowest level. That's not even a ghost. That's just someone's got a bad taint going on. (laughs) Somebody's giving you, if someone really feels like they're in a bad mood, you know, and you "You got a a real taint going on today, huh? That's one. Well, you don't do that. That won't rid them of the taint, but. uh. (laughs) So like a taint is like a stain. Yeah. Okay. I'm just so The next level up is a succubus. Hmm, I've heard of this kind. At this level, what was a taint before now has uh, turned into a distinct pocket of negative energy. It is not yet an uh, autonomous being, but left uncured will eventually become more powerful. It usually hangs on someone and sucks on the subject's energy to feed like a parasite.
0: So this is this is, you've dated
1: a few of these. <laughs> uh the next level up is an incubus the succubus will eventually become dense enough to form a pocket or shell around itself uh, and be considered an autonomous entity at this point it penetrates into the body and starts the phase of incubation the influence of an incubating entity grows quickly on one's mind at this point an incubus is extremely difficult to remove the intervention of an exorcist will be essential. This is the first point at which you need like holy bodies, you know, to come in. How do you get rid of the other kinds? Um, the it's, it's like positive energies and you realign your chakras. and Oh, uh, like s- crystals and stuff? Yeah. I uh, Yes. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying very hard to not be like sarcastic about these things because I do have a lot of references. You know, I studied this quite a bit today, so I don't want to then be an asshole about it. But yes, you're... Your five elements and your stones, you got to balance them.
0: Yeah, no, I want to hear all of it. I want to hear every single thing that (laughs) kept you from putting an ornament on the tree.
1: It's going to be worth it, I promise. Uh, After an incubus has incubated, then becomes a minor demon.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: It is at this point that the autonomous entity gains some level of free will. The minor demon, like a baby... Will not have enough power to control the subject fully, but will suggest intense ideas in the mind that the subject is likely to believe uh, comes from him and even that they are legitimate. At this point, the emotional reactions are getting stronger. A minor demon of laziness will start to drag the subject <laughs> down the hill leading to hell, which is the biggest sin. I think that's, that's how you get to hell the fastest is by being lazy. Uh, A minor demon of anger will have the subject burst with powerful reactions to any kind of provocation. A minor demon of greed will push the subject to disregard the law in order to obtain something. Uh, At this point, it is very likely to observe supernatural phenomena. I like the name minor demon. It sounds like... It sounds like a constellation. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm taking these oh, as look, it's, yeah, it's, it's a it's, minor demon. Yeah, I'm taking these at mm-hmm. I'm taking these okay. as fact.
1: <laughs> so uh after this we get a, a full blown demon. Uh, it uh at this point it'll work its way to becoming mm-hmm. the owner of the body. For some this process can take months and for others only a few days. It is at this point that the subject will experience the most powerful supernatural events related to the possession. Some cases of possession will not go beyond this point. Uh, it is Uh If this specific type of demon requires a human entity to act as a host, and then the final level is full possession, uh, if the demon does not require a human mind to function in a body, it will suffocate the human mind until it has no more existence. The subject loses all free will and is never more convinced that everything is fine. Eventually, the human dies, leaving the demon in full possession of the body, acting however he wishes. It is too late. There is no one left to save uh these are the rare cases of full possession where someone's personality changes drastically to become extremely arrogant lazy vicious disrespectful it can take it can take years to go from taint to full possession in extremely rare cases a few weeks the subject uh had a lot of handles the possessing entity could use such as emotional trauma <clears throat> depression or extreme sickness should not be so hasty to declare someone to be possessed Uh, There's a few other types of possession that I won't get into. A major demon. So, uh,
0: okay, if you have, like, one of those first ones, can it ever just... All right, just so I'm getting it. It will slowly progress unless you do something. But if it's at that early stage, you're lucky enough, you can do some of your own
1: interventions and make it go away yeah and there's some uh you know curse breaking yeah exercises and
0: have you seen poltergeist? I have not oh my god uh wow okay
1: uh and then also they mentioned ghosts here under other types of sessions uh which I only wanna mention because it uh <laughs> seems like a little uh let's take a little dig at people who become ghosts uh when a deceased person doesn't want to let go of terrestrial existence, instead they might try to come back to life uh, by pen- penetrating the body of a living person. These are the ghosts of people who are obsessed, oppressing, or enslaved to desire, drugs, people who are abusive, violent, or extremely arrogant. It is easy to protect oneself from these kinds of possessions. So it seems to be suggesting that ghosts are just like the shittiest kind of people. Uh, anyway, so... So on, on that site, uh, it, it, it goes on how you can, you can uh, get these kits that will help you to learn the skills to become an exorcist. And uh, back when I looked this up, I, I sent them an email and I, I asked, <laughs> uh, I said I was interested in the exorcism kit uh, and that. I'd like some information.
0: <coughs> oh, my God. I love you so much. This so, is
1: just what I would do. So I'd like to read to you what, what I got back. and it doesn't start on a strong footing greetings Michael oh Jesus (laughs) (laughs) I am okay (laughs) I am Maha Vajar's assistant uh, Shivani he is busy and doesn't reply personally to his messages according to your request we're pleased to send you for free the exorcism training kit the exorcist training kit is divided in two parts the first one is to develop the skills, the power, and the abilities to handle an exorcism. The second part will train you to perform it. Uh, in this email, you will have the first part of the training totally for free. The second part will also be given for free when you finish the, tr- when you finish training this one and have charged all the processes given. The second part is not provided due to the sensibility of it and with the intention to avoid difficult experiences in your life. If you watch them before, uh, if you watch them before having developed the tools. It seems like they're suggesting that this is, like, you don't, you don't want part two if you're not, if you haven't charged the right. Yeah. Well, you have to do the work. Flip your brain inside out. Uh, the second part will be provided just when you finish training the first part. Uh, finish, finishing training of the first part of the exorcism kit does not make you an exorcist. You must finish two trainings to become a Buddhist exorcist, which in itself is it a little strange. Uh, I always heard of exorcisms being a Catholic thing, or at least a, 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 a Christian kind of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, tent.
0: Yeah. Buddhist,
1: Buddhist exorcism seems like, uh. A... That's the kind of that I want to do. So anyway, I got some links to videos. Uh, and what it turned out to be was this guy, um, this Buddhist sp- spiritual teacher, uh, G- I- I- videos from a seminar he was giving and is they like are isha is it an old guy it it looks he's not he wasn't that old and he it didn't seem that cultish it seemed more um like low rent uh spirit spirit con um mm. he's in like a like a really drab looking convention room and and uh He's not talking about I there were three videos and I watched them all and you can't get them anymore because the website's not up uh but I remember watching them and they they don't he's not like all right here like the ghost is coming at you here's what you do like like Ooh, like duck we holy dizzy. Water. like ah! come out? like the stuff you like it was not about he's like a buddhist spiritual leader like he's not It didn't talk about exorcism specifically like it, you know, some low rent videos of him, like in his recliner, like seemingly at home, just kind of someone just told him to improv for for an hour. (laughs) So anyway, that was kind of a dead end. But I did. Yeah. And I did get a follow up email uh, that was just. uh, I don't know if I have it here, but it was like, hello, everyone. Uh, If you've um, it was like, here's a link to more videos and. And you just lost lost it, steam on I, it. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't give me what I needed. I didn't feel like I had the skills for part two, certainly, because I didn't. Anyway, so I started looking up other places to find like, how do I be? Where do I learn? Like, you know, how do I enroll to become an exorcist? Um, and I found a, a few different websites, um, and there's one main one I want to talk about. But first, I'll go over some of the other ones. Uh, Order of exorcists.com, the Order of the Exorcists with Archbishop Ron Fail. Uh, a lot of white white text on a black background, a lot of um, pictures of churches and crosses and uh, like, look, we're not affiliated with the Vatican. We are a separate. I've said that multiple times. Um, the thing I copied down here from their website was if you are looking for services, They say, contact us if you are experiencing any of the following. Uh, Sound of footsteps on the stairs or floors. Sound of voices or animal sounds in the rooms or walls. Bad odors. Moving black shadows on the floors and walls. Tapping or knocking noises in the walls or floors. Clock hands moving backwards. (laughs) Bit of a, It really ramps up from, like, a bad smell to your, yeah. your compass dial spin, spinning wildly. Uh, lights turning themselves on and off. Electronic equipment such as radios and televisions turning on and off automatically. <clears throat> Black human-shaped figures that move or stand. Black clouds of smoke that move around and do not dissipate. An evil spirit that is interacting with you or a household member. Or demonic possession. It was just kind of your... Oh. These are all uh, times where you might want to call an exorcist. This is a wide range of... I mean, you never know. That's the thing. You you don't know if it's... It, it could be uh, a demon or it could be, you know, like a bat. But you don't, you don't know until you... you um, another, and I don't have anything on this, but another group I found was the American Association of Exorcists. See, now that just automatically sounds credible. Uh, just well, the American their,
0: Association. Well, I'll tell you their
1: website is aaeok.tripod.com. Tripod, <laughs> um, what's that? That's a, that's a uh, it's a domain service from 1975.
0: <laughs> well, that's because they're um, old. They're established. Was, they,
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> They've been they got' around. Them, they got on that hot domain very early yeah uh, and their website wasn't much of anything except um course course listings and and some prices for uh which is really what I wanted to get into is because a lot of these are um you want to be an exorcist here's a school, your courses you can take um so the one I do want to talk about is the International School of Exorcism with Bob Larson, the real exorcist. And I have a picture of him here from his store page where you can buy different seminars and things. This is just a DVD you can buy from him. And I'll, I'll hand that to you without comment. <laughs> you can just describe. Um, This.
0: Okay, it's Pastor Bob Larson from the Spiritual Freedom Church. This looks like when I used to make like homemade cds in like 2001 and like i thought it was amazing that i got the software that would print on a sticker did you have that yep oh you did
1: yeah you can never well they don't tell you they don't print it glossy so it'll never look it'll always forever look (laughs) like like a yeah cheap version of what you want but this
0: guy looks like um well he almost looks like he has a strap around his arm I feel like he maybe is wearing a guitar.
1: <laughs> he's got uh, uh, a cross holstered. That's what you're... Yeah. Do you see how like <laughs> he's rifle. got... Uh, I don't know. He... I mean, he looks serious and... Uh, he has uh, ministered in more than 100 countries. Um, he's been featured on <coughs> Oprah, The O'Reilly Factor, Inside Oprah? Edition. Entertainment Tonight, The Insider, Anderson Cooper, uh, good Morning America, Nightline, A Current Affair Headline News, Hannity and Dr. Phil So he has been He has made the rounds Whoa, okay um, But he- so this is the, 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 the There was a website He has a boblarson.org or something about him um, What I looked up was He has a school called the International School of Exorcism And there is a curriculum And I just want to Go over this with you to see if this is something you might Be interested in um. Uh. Now, this course, the curriculum to become an exorcist, this is a five hundred dollar course. This covers everything. Uh, starting with the apprentice level, uh, where you will learn to cast out demons or casting out demons in the Gospels, exorcism in the ap- apostolic apostolic ap- apostolic. Ap- Apostolic Age, early church exorcism. This is your history. This is your history of art uh-huh. of classes. Your uh, your uh, you know your big uh, you know a hundred exorcists to be all you know, and you're just we've all taken art history, right? We all took those classes. No, hmm, okay. Uh, and then uh, you, and then you go up to warrior level. Okay, now and it's s- called that. Now it starts getting exciting because now you're becoming a spiritual warrior. Uh, covering the keys to spiritual warfare, uh, Catholic exorcism, Satan and the origin of evil, organization of demons, legal rights. Good to know. (laughs) That's the only thing I'm interested in so far. Strongholds (laughs) and curse breaking. Okay, Uh, that one. Then finally, exorcist level, inner healing, multiple personalities, psychology of exorcism, angelic assistance, and how to do an exorcism. So all three of those uh, levels you'll get for five hundred dollars, but then underneath that it said all new, advanced academy of deliverance. Now this is a thousand dollars, and that is on top of you have to take your five hundred dollar course load and then pay another thousand dollars.
0: Don't um don't do this as a joke.
1: <laughs> we're getting married. If it was a little cheaper, like yeah, I-, I know <laughs> I have
0: to. We're getting married. Okay, don't. I I love you.
1: You're you're acting. You're talking to me as if we left a meeting in Bruce, Wisconsin, and and had to tell me that the people I thought were very nice were in fact cult leaders. (laughs) Just to stop. I know. Stop being brainwashed. Yeah.
0: (laughs) This seems like a great deal. (laughs) I don't know.
1: They seem nice. They seem really. Tyler, it's a cult. It's a cult. Yeah, But they said it's not a cult. They
0: said, they said like right away it's not a cult. <laughs> they yeah. Can't, legally, they can't say that. That's like, um, that's why it's a cult.
1: So anyway, uh, in these expanded 10 modules, students can fulfill their calling and expand their understanding of spiritual warfare in a way never before possible. Um, and the only thing I have left here. God,
0: is- that sounds boring, though, doesn't it? Most Uh, of that stuff doesn't sound interesting until you learn how to do them. Like, I don't want to hear all that history
1: stuff. Yep, there's a lot of history uh, in the uh, warrior level. These are some of the courses you'll take. That's just
0: like stretching it out. That's Uh, what they're doing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) These are some of the courses you'll take. Under the warrior level, uh, Catholic Approach to Exorcism, Parts 1 and 2. Those are separate classes. Satan and the Origin of Evil. Hierarchy of Evil. Survey of Demonic Activity. Legal rights and strongholds, and then curse breaking, exorcist level. Uh, you know, healing the fragmented soul. Those are things you can't. You, you really need your foundational. Uh, you know, you, you need to know how to draw in perspective before you. Yeah, can Yeah, this sounds like you just have to your become art. a priest. That's the other thing. Is a lot of these are like uh, you can Excuse apply me, sorry. to these schools, and the application is like, are are you a priest? Uh, do you believe in the Holy Trinity? Do you believe that? jesus died and then rose three days later like it's it's like a bible quiz not a quiz so you, you, you say, just have to say yes to all of them so if
0: you're a priest can't they just be like well then we're going to skip you right ahead to the legal stuff
1: um there was i, I wish you don't i had, need to I, know the history I, if I sh- you're a priest should i have i wish i had uh copied and pasted because there was an faq on that that last one uh and one of them was uh if i'm already a priest can i skip some of these classes <laughs>
0: I'm sure but, it's know. like, no, we frame them in such a way that, you know, I'm when you were learning about these things, it probably wasn't for being an exorcist.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, more importantly, like I said, those were three websites I found in 20 minutes of Googling. So I get the sense there's no, it's not like becoming notarized or <laughs> something like, you know, yeah. there isn't actually an official, you can just be. An exorcist, and if the other ones don't take you, like...
0: I want the guy from Nathan for you to have classes. <laughs> you get out of here. That's
1: the one that makes me think that. Uh, if you're a priest, I think, and maybe even if you're not a priest, like, if you're wearing the priest clothes, I don't know how many people... <sighs> I is would there take a,
0: him as... Is there a,
1: a certificate that you have to show? Like... For being a priest, or yeah, if you saw a guy in a priest costume, oh okay. and yeah, like, right. I'm not sure that's not a Halloween costume. Can you show me some documentation? Is does such a thing exist? It's not like an FBI badge where they like. I don't know, maybe. But in any case, I feel like if you're the a priest, you can then. If, if you say you can exorcise demons, like who's gonna tell you you can't? You're a man of God, like. right? And that guy was. Uh, his, his, I have never
0: said the word hemorrhoid.
1: He, Yeah, he was, uh, he said he, he had a website and he was a priest who did exorcisms and his technique seemed to be pointing in your face. Uh, he looks in the eyes and he points. He just points at you like a teacher scolding a student. Get out. You get out. You get out. You get out of there. You get out of there.
0: He doesn't like you talking like well, that. He's got a minor taint. <laughs> He is the minor taint. <laughs> I am now. I'm really interested in like do priests carry around identification? They have something because like you can get you don't pay tax if you're part of a church, so you must have something. The members you
1: of the church also don't pay. Taxes. Oh
0: no, just like the church itself and like the I think the priest.
1: Well, I think you know, like isn't if, that isn't that like a uh. A pretty big tax loophole because there's, oh, yeah. not, there's not enough documentation <laughs> regarding what counts as a church.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and just in general, church is not paying taxes. Like, yeah. what's that all about? <clears throat> like, anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about something bad take another shot with me and let's talk politics (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) I was like oh no if my friend Tara's listening to this she's not gonna like it I'm gonna stop it right now I know she'll hey no well geez I was sitting around thinking to myself you know what I need to find a murder that's really sad and involves some bad just bad situation so I found one On June 13, 1977, Lori Lee Farmer, age 8, Michelle Heather Geis, age 9, and Doris Denise Milner, age 10, arrived for Girl Scout Camp at Camp Scott in Mays County, Oklahoma. That evening, around 6 p.m., the three girls, who had met for the first time earlier that day, sought shelter from a thunderstorm in tent number 8. The following morning, around 6 a.m., a counselor discovered the lifeless bodies of the three they all had been sexually assaulted and badly beaten. While Farmer and Geis had been bludgeoned to death, Miller had been killed via strangula- strangulation, and all three of them had been raped in one way or another. After the Girl Scouts were murdered, their corpses were shoved into sleeping bags and left on a trail approximately 150 yards from the tent the three of them shared. These are known as the Girl Scout camp murders. Dun, dun, dun. You want me to keep going, or do
1: you have a problem already? I <laughs> I, to, I can tell sometimes, like, right off the bat, like, this is going to be a hard one to make, make jokes fun. about. I you know. Uh, no, you going to find a way. The next morning, he finds them, I don't know, playing music together. I, <laughs> alive and well, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. It sounds like you're describing... Uh, Like this is the synopsis to like a a horror movie, I think. Like it. Oh no! Okay, it's real. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Raped too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds. That's the worst. That's the worst of it. Yep.
0: Well, and I, I, I parsed some. You know, we just I kept it short
1: as far as okay. So the girls go there the first night. Yeah. Next morning they're found, uh, raped, killed, and stuffed into sleeping bags. Yep, and they're. 150
0: yards from their tent so what was weird when i was reading about this is like this there was a bunch of accounts about this place like over time and they all talked about how dark it was like i don't physically know physically
1: or emotionally
0: <laughs> physically like <Okay. laughs> they're just most not of i guess it's a camp or maybe it was just these young girls if you're coming from the city or whatever and you're used to lights i don't know there was just a lot of weird commentary on that
1: so it's real dark you know like the camp counselor was like we're gonna play a game where i tell you my stories from vietnam and i don't know it's real dark it was a real dark place
0: yeah that sounds more like uh uh what's his name's book the hearts of men mm-hmm. <laughs> nicholas butler nick butler maybe we'll bring back butler in the wild where I make up stories about what Nick Butler is up to, sometimes based on reality because I follow his boring Instagram. So on the night that these three girls were, had all this stuff happen to them, several campers and counselors heard disturbing noises. At a one, around one thirty a.m., multiple people heard mo- moaning sounds coming from the direction of the murdered girl's sleeping quarters, tent number eight. A counselor investigated the noises but couldn't find the source, so she went back to sleep. Approximately 30 minutes later, a camper in tent number seven was awoken when someone with a flashlight opened the flap to the tent. At around 3 a.m., a Girl Scout heard a scream come from the section of the camp where tent eight was located. At approximately the same time, another camper heard a scream, followed by someone crying for their mother. Unsure of what to do, the Girl
1: Scout went back to sleep. (laughs)
0: Oh, my fucking God.
1: This was the first day. They hadn't yet learned, like... Well, yeah, but, like, you don't When just... you hear somebody crying for help, <laughs> uh, don't don't put the pillow over your head yeah. and go back to sleep. But like, these are, like, Girl are Scouts. You know like, I was
0: learn. a Girl Scout. Like, you know, come on. I don't know. I guess you're eight, nine years old. Like, if the boys... Okay, if, if the, the boys heard that kind of situation... They probably wouldn't know what to do either. I guess, right? They'd probably yeah. be scared
1: by it. Yeah, and we just... talked about the bystander effect. Yeah, <laughs> right. If you also include that it's children, like already in a weird, like new place, like they don't. Yeah. There's an incentive to not rock the boat, like. Yeah, they're probably. Oh, this like... is what the woods are like, huh? Like a lot of screaming and flashlights. Yeah, it's dancing. like, oh, like...
0: this is what I hear at home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one one camper awoke to blood, like, being poured on their face. And they're like... <sighs> they just went back to sleep. One of the... You said one of the counselors heard moaning coming from the tent. Oh, a lot of people did. They investigated and couldn't find the source. So, that, did they not <laughs> look? Well, I walked around the tent, and then I... It's so dark. <laughs> I couldn't find the source of... Uh, See, you were worried about making intent. this funny. I I have to do it now. I have to front load it because because I, yeah, this is uh on our timeline here. Uh, they're not dismembered and and right <laughs> nailed to a tree or something yet. So I have to I have to get it in now. Well, and the fact that there was
0: like somebody in a tent right next to these had their like.
1: So what is that? That flashlight
0: okay. opened the, the fl- with the flashlight.
1: Assuming that's not the counselor from earlier. Yeah, this was a camper. Like
0: had somebody open their tent.
1: I mean the the person with the flashlight. Like it wasn't assuming it wasn't a counselor investigating sounds or something. Oh yeah, that
0: was like thirty minutes
1: later. If we assume the worst case scenario was was that person like they opened the tent and was like No thanks, I'll move on to the next tent. Like what
0: Possibly. Although 30 minutes ahead of that, you know, that's when the noises were heard. And then it was 30 minutes later that somebody had some, a flashlight, some with a flashlight opened the flap to their tent. Maybe they were just too tired to kill anybody else. It's like, oh my God, there's three more in here. <laughs> I can't do anymore. I'm done. So in April, two months before this happened, there was a training session held at Camp Scott. The weekend ended prematurely when a counselor's cabin was ransacked and a disturbing note was found in an empty box of donuts. There was a handwritten note in it that said, we are on a mission to kill three girls. Someone had also created an effigy of a man, which he hanged from a tree by its neck while both the effigy and the note were strange and upsetting the letter also mentioned martians the camp administrators dismissed the entire series of events as a tasteless prank
1: yeah okay yeah i don't <laughs> i mean it, when you when you when you tell the first part and then jump back two months it seems very clear but i guess you don't have that foresight mm-hmm. when you when you just find the note in the donut box like <laughs> Right, right, right.
0: Yeah, we are we are
1: them. looking to kill three girls. Also, we want to return to our galaxy afterwards. Uh, yeah, and uh, bleep blorp. Bleep
0: blorp uh, here's an effigy of a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a girl. I mean, this is something different that <clears throat> we're mad about. So the day after this murder happened, the camp was evacuated, and none of the campers were told for quite some time. So this happens, and they're like, everyone's got to get the fuck out of this camp. And, like, the other campers did not know right away that this is what happened. And some of the family members I read of these girls found it out, like, getting their hair done. Like, that their kid had been murdered. I mean, this was
1: 1977. But... Wait, so what the okay the 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 parents of the murdered girls yeah like they weren't informed no like one of them found
0: out while she was at the hair salon listening with the radio
1: on <laughs> is that do you think that was the result of uh the like 16-year-old counselors at the camp <laughs> like well they're supposed to be here for 2 months so we have 2 months to figure out what we're going to say so let's, ju- <laughs> like, okay, we got time. We got time to figure this out. <laughs> that seems like it. Cause I was gonna say, I understand getting all the kids out and not telling them. Probably. Yeah. It, it doesn't help to tell them why, you know, like, but then, <laughs> but then you're like, we gotta make three phone calls, to everybody, and they're like,
0: yeah, oh. or unless they couldn't reach them or something got out, you know, I don't know. Um, the camp had been open since 1928. It still is closed to this day. After this happened, though, the site is frequently visited by ghost hunters and paranormal enthusiasts who claim the area is haunted by the three girls. So in the, the 80s,
1: no, it's not visited by people who want to find the the hill monsters. That
0: well, did it. We're, we we have them. This isn't the end of the story yet
1: it seems like you're skipping over like well it's the three girls might haunt this place like, um, what about the, the fucking lunatics who descended from their cabins to well
0: i just i had a hard time putting this together i suppose i should have put that at the end um the the girl Scout sold the camp but the new owner appears to have done little of anything with the property a picnic table a stone fireplace and multiple wood tent platforms remain at the site although they have been devoured by weeds. So when this murder happened, okay, there was an escaped convict named Gene Leroy Hart, who was on the loose in Mays County, Oklahoma. He had been convicted of kidnapping two pregnant women and raping one of them. He had escaped from police custody in 1973, four years before the Girl Scouts were murdered. <clears throat> four years. Okay. after the girls were killed, law enforcement immediately suspected this guy and they conducted this massive search of the area. Cerrone
1: Camp Scott. I know. Okay, so... It's like four years and they're like, oh! (laughs) He was so on top of the pile of of, of convicts that that he came to mind right away. But also, he got away for four years. They're like, you know, sometimes (laughs) they slip the hook and then you lose them. You know, I bet this is that guy <laughs> that ran up into the woods and <laughs> said, Yo, you can't stop me from doing it again. Remember? Remember, <laughs> Rich, We he, he was running. We said, I bet he's going to do it again. And we've been joking about it for four years.
0: I mean, four years is a long time to be. You know, I mean, Ted Bundy was like weeks. I mean, Oklahoma, I guess. You know, but I just like how they were like instantly, yes, defaulted. Oh, this is the guy, right? So approximately 10 months after the girls were murdered, a tip led police to a cabin in Cherokee County. There they arrest this guy that had been on the run. got away. Hurt, yeah. So I don't know. Well, let's just, I apologize for the way in which I put this together, but just stick with me. He was tried for the murder of the Girl Scouts. jury found him not guilty. He did go back to prison for his original crimes and he died of a heart attack in 1971. So you might be wondering why did they suspect this guy besides his record right? Ten days after the bodies were discovered, a number of items connected the killings um, and the convicted criminal connected to the killings and the convicted criminal were found in a cave three miles away from Camp Scott. In the cave, law enforcement recovered photographs Hart had developed. They also found a roll of tape, a pair of sunglasses, and a vinyl case that had been taken from a counselor at Camp Scott. Plus, law enforcement recovered pages from a Tulsa newspaper, a section of which was discovered stuffed inside a flashlight that was found near the lifeless bodies of the three young girls. So he had, like, photos. And, you know, back in the day, you used to get them in an envelope with your name on them. And so he had developed photos right, with his name on them.
1: So, okay, so that <clears throat> all right, that seems pretty conclusive. tying him to the murder of the girls.-hmm. I guess they didn't think to look in the caves ar- around this camp.: uh.
0: Yeah, well, well, they found that stuff in the caves 10 days after, but I guess it took them 10 days. So th- this
1: yeah, this is I mean, not a, a great that operation. Up, that seems like it matches up with a uh, a manhunt. Like they s- worked their way out from the tent and found a cave with like, you know what? Don't we have that dude in our file? Like remember? Yeah. So <laughs> he had these newspaper clippings in the flashlight. The yes, said, that's a that's a. It's very light. Like, they
0: found that flashlight.
1: Conceptual, kind of like. <laughs>
0: yeah, there was yeah, there was a newspaper. Part of it was in the cave. Part of it was stuffed into the flashlight that was found by the dead girls. So they were like, oh, this is the same newspaper because part of it was here and part of it was there. Now, why you would stuff newspaper in a flashlight? What? To hold the battery? I don't know.
1: I don't know. You think that's what it was? Like it was a loose battery, and he's like, "All I got is these newspapers. Yeah, maybe." My name. Let me. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> so it seems like a big failing on uh, the counselors that night, the police four years earlier, and then the jury at four months later, who saw all this and were like, "Nah, nah." Well. <laughs>
0: There was a pillowcase at the scene that had DNA on it.
1: But this is 1975 DNA, so...
0: Right. So, (laughs) they kept it, you know. And it was tested in 89. So, yes, at the time of the murders, I'm sure... Well, God, I don't know how that trial went. I was like, geez, this is already getting long. I didn't want to pull up. But that must have been a shit show. So, the the FBI tested it in 1989, this pillowcase, right? And they were unable to rule him out And the test, but the test was inconclusive. The DNA sample was not like... But this was also 1989. This okay. was like... Well, that doesn't... Right. So they couldn't definitively match him to the murders, all right? So, of course, he had already died by this time. So it was just a matter of, because he was not found guilty of those murders but there was a lot of people who still felt like... He was guilty of them. So in 2008, they decided to test it again because technology is a lot more sophisticated, right? right? Turns out
1: it was, a, it was a, like a yeah. patch of dog fur. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, technology really advanced. Now we can we found out it was a... <laughs> well, it definitely wasn't dog fur, it but... A bunch of dandruff. <laughs> like, uh... What did they find? What did they find by testing it again?
0: Okay, they tested it again. After several decades, the DNA sample was too degraded for technicians. So that still meant he wasn't ruled out. So, all right, go back to 1989. There was this guy named Reverend Gerald Manley. He contacts the the authorities and says says he, he thinks four men were responsible for killing these three girls. He provided law enforcement with the names of two of the people he said killed the girls. And while officials investigated the tip, they couldn't link them to this murder. This guy said he went to camp Scott with four men whom he claimed needed his Christian influence. And he saw the dead body of one of the girls and two sleeping bags that appeared to contain the corpses of the other girl scouts. While police have been unable to corroborate the reverend's story he reportedly passed the lie detector test when questioned about his claims and provided the same account while under hypnosis.
1: What the <sighs> fuck is going on in Oklahoma?
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: So. So. So a. a outside party. Said, yeah. Said this was a four man job. Yeah. He he named two of them. Yeah. And then that guy also said he was present for like he saw he saw Some the of yeah <clears throat> and,
0: and i don't know if it detector. meant saw at the time or like saw a vision you know what i mean but he passed the lie detector and under hypnosis
1: well, <laughs> i mean I, I mean i think we've talked about you can you can pass a lie detector by pinching pinching the sphincter so
0: yeah but we also just saw a Nathan for you
1: well, in I mean, which that they guy, didn't, they didn't know the trick. They didn't know. Well, the, that's true. The puck of the butt. But then, to to he passed that, and then police were like, "Hold on, we need to really be sure this time. Can we get a hypnotist in here?
0: <laughs> yeah, he,
1: you know, he passed it under hypnosis, and he also danced like a chicken and, and wrapped in Chinese. So... Well, I'm... I don't know if... We, he, he said... He... he We hypnotized him and he said, yes, I saw the girls in the sleeping bag and then we said, now you're giving birth to a baby and he seemed like he was in a lot of pain. So... I think we checked all our boxes. This is... <laughs> this is Oklahoma police work. This is justified. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So, all right. Let's go back to those DNA tests that were per- performed in 2008 on the biological evidence from the s- pillowcase semen. So, one of the when they tested this, what they were able to find is that there was a partial female DNA profile that it didn't come from two of the murder victims although they were unable to conclusively exclude the third girl from the sample so there there's another theory what's so funny right now i
1: i can we put together a kickstarter to get internet to oklahoma cuz it just seems like they are just <laughs> just hanging on by a thread
0: huh <laughs> so um There's a small chance that one of the people involved in the murders, if it wasn't, you know, Hart, was a woman. All right. But they don't know for sure
1: that that's not the victim, the the third third. victim.
0: But then one of the victim's mothers says, I've always felt in my gut there was a girl present. Given the DNA results, you have to wonder if there wasn't also a female to part in the murders. What the fuck? Because it's at a Girl Scout camp, I guess. I know.
1: <laughs> you know, I've always thought. I always figured.
0: It's a Girl Scout camp. So, there has been nobody convicted of these killings. Alright, there's a lot of people that think that Jean Leroy Hart or Leroy Hart murdered the girls, but, you know, he was found not guilty and he's dead. The victim's parents believe justice wasn't done for their daughters according to the mothers of some of the victims. One of the reasons Hart was found not guilty of the murders was because he was a former high school football star in Cherokee. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Mm. <laughs> so can we just are we are we what is the legal standing for cutting Oklahoma out of the center of the country like a like a boil that we just scoop out and and throw into the ocean? Well, the fact that <laughs> Well, this mother... I'm just picturing this jury of 12, like, I don't know, he was in that cave with all the newspaper clippings, and and uh, and then some guy was like, no, but you... Look,
0: yeah. look, Dave,
1: you went to high school with him. Do you remember that game against the Cougars? Remember the fourth quarter? He threw that ball so far.
0: You've gone to you the bathroom what? two times.
1: Yeah. I haven't gone once. Okay, I got a little bladder. Gonna, yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you put me in a sleeping bag over it.
0: So yes, it's, it's foolish, fucking, right? It's fucking. I know. Assholes. And then, the, well, the mother of one of the victims said that after this guy was acquitted, people cheered and rejoiced.
1: Wow! Again, still went to prison for the other thing he definitely did, and then escaped police custody. But yeah. But they they fucking love their high school. <laughs> Well, well, our varsity team was like the best though so
0: well, and also like you do have to you know like when we talk about all all of this stuff that I mean there is circumstantial evidence you know uh, sometimes things can feel very excuse me obvious, but when you're in a court of law, you have to prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt,
1: right? And yes, yes, but that does not explain the cheering, since he was a a convicted criminal who escaped four years ago, and when found and found then found not guilty for this, people are like, oh, yeah, well, a, it's it's good he finally had his day in like, well, but this was according to one of the moms.
0: According to her, after he was acquitted, people cheered and rejoiced. Why does that have to be according to her? Was there nobody in court documenting this? That feels to me like somebody's mom was like, oh, yeah. The people were cheering in the streets after that. This is like, I feel like these people are building in their minds some sort of thing where he was a football star, like seriously. And because he was Cherokee, like that would have worked to his advantage. In the 70s? Okay. Wait, Oklahoma, you don't think they... Um, no, I don't. So then, I'm almost done. There's this guy named John Russell in 2011. He was convicted of embezzlement and check fraud. He decides he's going to make a movie about this called Candles. He was in the Ottawa County Jail in 1979. And one of his fellow inmates, Carly Myers, confessed to the killings... <laughs> the killings we've been talking about yeah uh, i don't know he, he I, I don't know <laughs> so myers was a convicted murderer he died in prison in 2012 while on death row for the 1996 murder of cindy marzano before his death police linked him to the rape and murder of another woman sean williams but officials never connected him to the girl scout murders as of now, candle still hasn't been released. And he was
1: on the JV team, so it makes sense.
0: So you know the parents have, you know, done some,
1: you know, that would have been years after bill the of guy rights who, and stuff like who, that. Who originally went to prison died, right? That would have been, yeah. So for somebody,
0: but like he was in, in prison, prison to,
1: be, to know to be hanging on to that story as of like.
0: Well, yeah, and the thing, well, that guy. So, and John Russell said that he was in county jail in 1979 when one of his fellow inmates confessed to the killings, which happened in 1977. So, he was in the county jail and he was with this guy who...
1: So, anyway. It's not exactly C- CSI levels of... No. They just, they had one little, like, uh, like, hair... That they, were <laughs> DNA testing it and like I, I I don't know it's just it's just well, static semen on the screen here it was semen. Let's test it again. Oh I don't know we fucked it up the first like it's just everyone it just seems like some weird adventure semen hour just, in the labs here like yeah well and hey, I guess do you have that old semen remember can we test that again like oh yeah I think I threw it in a desk somewhere let me find let me see if I can find that old semen let me. It's in the inconclusive desk and it's just like <laughs> Oh, it's, it's where, it's where it's, I keep like the wrench and the all my thumbtacks and gum wrappers. The oh, acidity, acidity of I'm it. I'm pretty sure this is the semen. It's labeled it's labeled varsity. <laughs> I'll take that one. Oof. So anyway. Uh, yeah, I I Okay. You need to calm about, down. I was worried about being insensitive about these girls, but thankfully it was overshadowed by my my absolute uh, yeah. You are just anger about everyone in the state of Oklahoma for just 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 tripping on their dick every step of the way, huh? We
0: need to get you off this microphone.
1: This has been. Like, I, I think I'm. This is well, you're getting angry is what's happening. Uh, we gotta so'll be the after hour show someday. We'll be right, right when I'm getting <sighs> fired up. This is like you can,
0: can do little a little little Lewis Black, black podcast that's after right. his, yeah uh
1: this has been cool and unusual punishment. We are back. We have been recording the entire time this time. <clears throat> uh, we have a website coolandunusualpunishment.com. You can find all our episodes there, and you can email us at mail at coolandunusualpunishment.com. We're on Facebook. Um, Anything else? I have two Nazi stories I'm sitting on now.
0: Oh. Next week will
1: be uh, a Nazi fest.
0: And I'll do Anne Frank.
1: All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. (laughs)